1: It's a, it's a happy time. It's very exciting, I know. Thank you. Well, I know, I know, I know. It's St. Patrick! It's St. Patrick's Day tomorrow. It's not about me, it's St. Patrick's, as if we need another reason to drink, huh? Boy, no more of those kiss me, I'm Irish buttons in the Me Too era. I, uh, I was, I saw one today It said, kiss me, I'll sue your ass. That, yeah, the Irish Prime Minister was at the White House. At least we honor that tradition still. Gave, gave Trump the bowl of shamrocks. Uh, a plan from Ireland for a plant from Russia. <laughs> uh, well, <laughs> well, I, I got to talk about Russia. I mean, it's good to know, you know, that Trump is at the helm when you hear about new attacks, as we did this week from Russia. Homeland Security, did you see this? says that Russian hackers have been in our infrastructure since March of 2016. I'm talking about the electric grid, and they're saying they could turn it off now. Nuclear power, also aviation systems. That could be the scariest. They say the Russians already have the capability to create utter chaos by calling all four boarding groups at once. (laughs) No, but with Russia, this is the week... This is the week that Robert Mueller crossed the Rubicon because he subpoenaed Trump's business records. You know this is this is the ball game here. You know cuz Trump always said this is his red line. You know, don't look at my business records. Well, that's where the whole game is. And I think this has made the president crazier than ever. I mean, the shakeups at the Trump White House and casino are, <laughs> <coughs> are <laughs> have just Gone into overdrive, we have a new Secretary of State. You know, Rex Tillerson got the axe on Tuesday. Uh, he seemed at peace with it. He said, I've undone all I can undo here. <laughs> so, Rex uh, was replaced at State by the CIA director, Mike Pompeo, and the new top deputy at State is Heather Nort, who was, uh, used to be on Fox and Friends. And, uh, Gary Cohn, who got shit-canned last week as the chief economic advisor, is being replaced by Larry Kudlow, who Trump watches on CNBC. You see a pattern here? <laughs> Next week, he's replacing Jeff Sessions with Matlock. So... <laughs> it's, it's just... We see it on TV. It's... And that's not all. Other cabinet people, the heads of cabinets who are about to be fired, they say. The housing dude, that's Ben Carson. Uh, Veterans Affairs, guy is ready to go. National Security Advisor, again, we're going to be without one of those. And the people who remain just switch the jobs. The CIA director is replacing the Secretary of State. And it looks like the Energy Secretary is going to be replacing the VA Secretary. And he wants the EPA head to be replacing the Attorney General. And Ivanka's replacing Melania. But other than that... (laughs) There's no uh, turnover. (laughs) <laughs> he's not running a government. He's running a temp agency. It's, uh, it's like he's calling a square dance. Swing your partner, do see do Rex is gone. Here's Pompeo. Uh, I, not normal, young people. Not normal. <laughs> Even Trump wives are starting to leave. Don Jr.'s wife, did you see this? Yes. Yes. Yes, Donnie Fuckface, his... Uh, <laughs> His wife filed for divorce. She's citing irreconcilable douchiness. <laughs> um, <laughs> says, uh, says she wants to see other creeps. <laughs> no, but it's sad. We don't know. Look, we don't know why they broke up. You never really know, right, with a couple. But uh, I'm going to go with Hope Hicks. I'm <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> uh, but, let, but let's end another unbelievable week in the Trump era with... Uh, and a week, by the way, he was here in California for the first time. you see that? He... He, he, he went wall shopping. He was... He went to San Diego to look at swatches. <laughs> but let's... But let's end on a positive note. There was a special election in Pennsylvania, and... Oh, you heard about it. Okay, yes. Liberals are... Liberals are very happy that this guy, Conor Lamb, is the apparent winner. They say he is a new kind of Democrat, because he won. (laughs) He won something. And I love this. Trump went to Pennsylvania, campaigned against him, of course slandered him. The second Conor Lamb won, Trump said, well, he won because he's like me. Like me. This guy's 33 years old, has a full head of hair. When he looks down naked, he can see his penis. (laughs) He was in the Marine Corps. He's never gone bankrupt, never colluded with the Russians, never paid hush money to a porn store. Other than that, it's like looking in the mirror. <laughs> All right, we got a great show. Andrew Ross Sarkin, circuit. Huck, and Keith Dominic. are here. In a little later, we'll be speaking with Billy Bush. But first, he's a third-term U.S. rep from Texas' the 16th, who's the Democratic nominee for Senate against Ted Cruz, Congressman Beto O'Rourke. <laughs> Look at that. uh, Did you you stack the audience here with people? No. No. Well, they seem to know who you are already. It's like when the Beatles came to America. They didn't know everybody would know them. Uh, So, uh, well, we're just learning a lot of people. So,
2: first of all, explain the name. So, born Robert Francis O'Rourke in El Paso, Texas, fourth generation, but like almost anyone born Robert in El Paso called Beto, from day one. It's a nickname for Beto or uh, for Robert or Alberto or any any name ending in Beto. You're full Irish? Um, pretty Irish, uh, especially tomorrow.
1: Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay, and you're running against Ted Cruz. Okay. Yes. Yes, yeah. okay. So... <laughs> let me... Uh, now, Ted Cruz, we know, is, is very disliked. Let me read some quotes. Uh, Al Franken said, like Te- I like Ted Cruz more than most of my other colleagues like Ted Cruz, and I hate Ted Cruz. <laughs> Bob Dole in 2015 said, There are a lot of good candidates. I like nearly all of them, except Cruz. Right. John Boehner, Lucifer in the flesh, never worked with the more miserable son of a bitch in my life. <laughs> Lindsey Graham, if you killed Ted Cruz on the floor of the Senate, <laughs> nobody would convict you. My question, my question is, how bad are you going to feel if you lose
2: to that guy? Yeah, yeah. I'll tell you, there's something though happening in Texas right now. I've, I've traveled to uh, 226 of the 254 counties. Wow. People are so fired up, regardless of party or geography. So it's Democrats coming out for sure, but it's also Republicans and independents. It's in the really big cities. It's in the real small towns, the places that no one has ever visited, including Ted Cruz, because for the first four years he was in the Senate, he was actually in Iowa and New Hampshire and South Carolina and Nevada. He visited all 99 counties of Iowa. Iowa right? Uh, and so there are places where they haven't seen a U.S. senator. And so when we show up, hold a town hall meeting, listen to the people that we want to serve and represent, we're really making a connection. And folks are committing themselves to the work ahead, and I think we've got a great shot of winning in November.
1: Well, uh, we've heard that before about Texas. I mean, we... Absolutely. I always wonder why Texas and California have very similar Latino demographics. I think the eligible Latino voting number here in California is 28%, same as Texas. Why are we so blue and Texas is not blue? It's only 43% white now,
2: Texas. Is that right? That's right. Texas is one of the most gerrymandered states in the union. It is also a non-voting state. And those two things are connected. There are some people... Non-voting. That's right. We're 49th in the country in voter turnout. Mm. Um, The courts four times alone last year found that our gerrymandering is in part based on race and ethnicity. There are some people who are not supposed to vote. There are some people's voices that are not supposed to be heard. It's on us to run a campaign that brings in everyone from every community, every community within every community, into this campaign to make sure that they're heard and that they're actually leading what we're doing. I think when we do that, we're going to give people a reason to vote. And we saw the greatest Democratic primary midterm Senate turnout last Tuesday in 36 years. Uh, We saw... uh, Yeah. So, folks are... But, but the Republicans
1: off, came out in Texas, too. They and sure b- did. bigger numbers. You know I mean, what? We don't have, this is not in the bag by any means. Not across, at all. No, yeah.
2: and, and, and you know what? That's a great thing, because folks from both parties, independents as well, are getting off the sidelines and into the game. They, they recognize that this year, everything that they care about, um, everything that they've told their kids about this country is on the line. And for Amy and me, that's what motivated us. We anticipate the question our kids, Ulysses and Molly and Henry are going to ask us, when you had the chance to do something in 2018, when they were talking about walls and Muslim bans and the press is the enemy of the people, what did you guys do? And we're going to tell them that we and the 28 million of Texas helped this country get back on track and on the right direction. So, um, I feel lucky to be a part of it. Um,
1: and and you don't you don't take PAC money? I don't take a dime of PAC money. So no corporations, all, for, for no special <laughs> interests. Um, so no is, uh,
2: for anybody who's watching and might not be a political junkie, what is PAC money? So, What does that mean? PAC political money? action committees um, represent the corporations and interests that have business before Congress. So uh, the pharmaceutical industries, the telecom industries, the energy industries, um, the insurance industries, and they give money to members of Congress not just for access although that's part of it, Um, they're also buying outcomes and actual legislative language that appears in the bills and the bills that become laws. When, When you wonder why Congress is so dysfunctional, why it doesn't represent the interests Of the people it purports to serve, it's because it's so tied to the sources of money that are coming in. It is those corporations. It's why pharmaceutical prices continue to rise. It's why uh, we're the least insured country in the developed world. It's why we're missing out on so many great opportunities to do the big, important, ambitious work before us. And for Democrats especially, it's not enough to decry Citizens United and say that all this big money sloshing through the halls of Congress is bad. We've got to start walking the talk. And so in this campaign, we have outraised Ted Cruz by well more than a million dollars without taking a dime from Pats. All people, human beings. But don't forget, he's a giant asshole. That, that's true. <laughs> 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 F- folks, though, so, uh, <laughs> will we'll never have to wonder who it is right. I represent or who I'm voting for. It's going to be the people of Texas. So every single time. Wh-
1: what, what would you say are your top three? If you had to say your top three most important issues facing this country?
2: Yeah. What are yours? Too many people can't find a job or are in a job right now that does not pay a living wage, and they need the dignity and the function and purpose that comes. So number one is with jobs. Work. Number two, if you're not healthy enough to go to that job or finish your education or raise your family, you're not doing yourself any good. You're not doing the rest of us any good. So universal health care, the ability for everyone to see a doctor regardless of uh, income. So you're for single payer? If that's how we get there, uh, that's how we get there. I'm, I'm open to. Whoa,
1: that's a big if, Congressman. Yeah. If that's how we get, that's a big issue to go.
2: You well, said, if we I, get th- th- there, that. I way. think Medicare works really well. Its overhead cost is two percent. You compare that against private insurance companies, sixteen, seventeen percent. It's effective. It's efficient. I think that's a great model. So if, you're if, where we're... Bernie Sanders is with health care. Yeah, I, I think he's got a, a good plan, and I would support his bill in the Senate. Uh, I think I think <laughs> that bill. That, that, um, and I'll tell you. I'll tell you another issue where Texas, I think, is uniquely positioned to lead. We are the most diverse state in the country. I'd like to think we are the defining immigrant experience. The city I represent, El Paso, Texas, is one of, if not the safest cities in America. And a quarter of those that I represent were born in another country. They chose us. They're making us stronger, safer, more secure. We should be the ones leading the fight for immigration reform, rewriting immigration law in our own image, from our own traditions and values and interests. Um, Ted Cruz was the sole senator, out of 98 who showed up to work that day a month ago, the sole senator to vote no on just proceeding on debate and discussion to be able to protect DREAMers and allow those more than one million of our fellow Americans to contribute to their full potential, to the success of this country. We need a senator who leads on those issues. Okay, so... So, jobs is your one,
1: healthcare is your two. What was your three? Immigration. Immigration, wow. So, Russia and the environment, they don't make
2: the top three. Russia and the environment are really important. I mean, here's another one. Four or five? Yeah, there you go. Oh. Uh, here's, here's one where Texas can lead. Listen. <laughs> You know us as an energy state, right? And we're proud of that. A lot of good jobs in the oil and gas industry, in the refining industry. But we're also leading the country right now in the generation of wind power. We will soon lead the country in the generation of solar power. There are more clean energy jobs in the state of Texas today than there are carbon energy jobs in the state of Texas today. And it's not even close. So whether it is saving the planet for the generations that follow us, recognizing that maybe man-made climate change didn't cause Harvey but man-made climate change will ensure that there are more Harveys, that they are more frequent, they are more intense, there are more droughts in the panhandle. We have less opportunities to grow our own food and pass this planet on to the next generation, whether it's jobs, whether it's economic growth. For all the right reasons in the world, Texas can and should lead on environmental issues for this country.
1: And, and, uh... <laughs> And what about, uh, weed? I ask for a friend. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh... No, but, but, I mean, uh, look, I love Texas. I, yeah. uh, Texas knows how to party. I've, I've gone there as a, as, no, as a comedian for, like, 35 years. You've but, come to El Paso. Uh, many times. Yeah. I love El Paso. Yeah. San Antonio, Austin, Dallas, Houston, they're all great cities, they're all fun places, and they love their weed. Uh, California finally took the plunge. Texas seems like the kind of place
2: where it's a tough, tough hof, road to hove there. Where are you on that one? I've joined a bill uh, written by a Republican colleague, former prosecutor who waged the war on drugs, saw how futile it was from the front lines to end the federal prohibition on marijuana. Uh, so legal in Texas is where it's we're it, going? It should yeah. be. And we should control and regulate yes. the sale. And, uh, listen, we have... It unites the... people. We have the world's...
1: Right? No, no. They, they smoke it in the city, they smoke it in the country, the hippies smoke it, the rednecks smoke it. It's, it's it is a It is a uniting thing. And I'll show you after the show. Yeah. No, I'm
2: kidding. <laughs> no, we, we okay. have a chance All to right. do the right thing. We have the, the world's right. largest prison population, bar none. We, we have folks who are wasting away behind bars. Yes. We could be raising families, uh, working, paying taxes, starting jobs, touring in punk rock bands, writing novels. Whatever they're supposed to do right. in life, let's let's allow them to do <laughs> All and right. not I'll, lock them up. I'll be rooting for you, and
1: I know they will. Yeah. All right, thank, thank you, you. Congressman. Great, great job, great yeah. job. Yeah. yeah. Thank you very much. All right, let's meet our panel. Some new Democrats out there. Huh? Okay, here's our panel. He's a stand-up comic and host of Sirius XM Stand Up with Pete Dominic. Pete Dominic. <laughs> Who else was there? That'd be? he's a former senior official at the White House and State Department under President Obama. Nayara Huck. How you doing? Great to have you back. And our returning champion, a New York Times columnist and anchor of CNBC Squawk Box, Andrew Roar right over here. Okay, so, I, I, oh yes, join us on uh, Overtime so we can answer your questions on YouTube, whatever. <laughs> I should memorize that by now. But uh, I, I have been hesitant to talk about Russia week after week because there are developments every week and I don't want to bore the audience because it is kind of slow-moving, but I do think this week was different now that Trump has, has said, he, I mean, uh, Mueller has said he's going after uh, the Trump organization. And this is what Trump always said, you can't do, this is my red line. And uh, I think (laughs) Trump is going to fire Mueller. I think this was the red line he should... He could not have crossed. I think he should. And my question, I guess, to the panel is, do you think the Democrats have a plan for when he's going to do that? What do they do? What do the Democrats do when he fires Mueller, as he surely will? Uh, Thoughts and prayers. I think is a good... <laughs> I, don't know,
3: I don't know about Democrats. T&P. I don't know about Democrats in office bill. There's not a lot of legislative fix, obviously, that they can fight for, but certainly the grassroots organizations, the Indivisibles, the move-ons, they are ready to be out in the streets. And more importantly, if he fires Mueller, Lindsey Graham back in January said if, if, if Trump fires Mueller, it will effectively end his presidency. To be fair, obviously, Lindsey Graham has never been right about anything, but, but <laughs> I think... And he
1: switches I, on Trump all the time. Whatever I mean, he's works been tough for him. on He Trump. put his
3: phone... In a blender and he went back. But the idea that, that <laughs> Democrats have anything that they can do, here's what they can do they can run harder. They can use that. If he fires Mueller, that will drive people to the Democratic Party and that will be a constitutional crisis really? that I absolutely think will
1: overwhelm in November. i think, say, Trump, the, po- the polls the say way. people don't care about it. Well, I think we, Trump's
0: going to be very surprised that, and very frustrated that he won't be able to fire his way away from this investigation. It's going to follow him. It started with Comey uh, in the
4: Eastern
0: District. Really? Yeah, the, it started legally. Legally, it started in the Eastern District of West. Uh, Virginia. It can easily go to the eastern or southern district of New York, or it can even go to the criminal division of the Department of Justice. It's not just firing Mueller. He would have to force Rod Rosenstein to make a decision about, uh, a statutory decision that Mueller was either, uh, derelicted his duty, he was irresponsible, and yes, we are hearing that drumbeat, but it would require firing Rod Rosenstein, putting somebody else who would then fire Mueller, firing several other people, right. and you still end up with the case continuing. So
1: you're, you're saying, like, they're on the honor system, people who have no honor. Right. Look, like, they're gonna fire... He's gonna fire Rod. That's what he's gonna do. Yeah. And then right. he's gonna
4: replace yes. him. Yeah. But by the way... And so you, have some, and right. you know what he's happened... A dentist, you're, right? We have some breaking news for you, by the way. Oh, yes. breaking because, news. Uh, yeah, yeah, no, yeah. as you were... You're talking about firing. As you were walking to the stage... Yes. Andrew McCabe, yes. the deputy FBI director... Yes, yes. ...was fired. Oh. Yeah. Two days. Really? So Sunday, he was going to officially step down and retire. He would have collected his pension. It's his oh. 50th birthday. He had already obviously stepped down this earlier. Guy. But it's in, in the uh, vein uh, of uh, our, do our we conversation. Know? I,
3: I didn't hear about that. Do we know how he fired him? Was it by a tweet? Did he whisper into somebody's ear? Because he has absolutely no balls. He's I never know. fired anybody to their face Jeff Sessions. Right. I should
4: say, Jeff Sessions did it. Mm-hmm. But you know how that happens, right? Trump By called, an email? Trump calls Sessions, Sessions calls, and that's how that goes. Well, Sessions se- didn't recuse? Supposedly not. <laughs> well, S- Sessions' okay. time is
1: going to be no, up. No, that, that's just... I mean, that doesn't really affect anything, but it's just mean. Mm-hmm. For a guy... Andrew McCabe was a guy... Who a guy who
3: dedicated a, his life to right. national security. He woke way, way, up absolutely. every morning trying to find bad people what, and bust bad We people. are
1: in through this... Looking By the way, a Republican. Week. He was Republican. Of course, they are all Republican. So is Bob Mueller. That doesn't matter. So is Comey. I know, but somehow the patriots are the ones... Well,
0: it's the people always talk about law and order and make that the thing they're going to defend or the ones who are undermining it most right
1: now? I know, it's, I, I know what's happening to this country. It's very upsetting. <laughs> yeah. uh, okay, so l- let me just... H- here's more upsetting this week. Uh, Demon Nunes, Republican, Trump's ass, uh, <laughs> disbanded the... <laughs> Disbanded the committee that was looking into it in the House. Said they found no collusion, which is of course ridiculous. Um, Meanwhile, I just made a list of the Russia attacks against this country in the last couple of years. They hacked the emails, of course, the DNC emails, that's Hillary Clinton's emails, the Facebook stuff. They sowed discord among the people here by purposely putting these bots and bots. Mm -hmm. What they put the memes on Facebook. Uh, They were they got into the voting machines. We don't know if they were successful, but in many states, they were trying to get into the actual voting machines. Uh, now the power grid we hear about. And this isn't like they, have, they might do it in the future. They're saying they have the power now to turn shit off.
3: You, and you didn't even mention yet that they killed the guy yeah. on English soil
1: with a chemical weapon. Right. They poisoned... it. The, right. They, I, I, I mean, what, what can we do... If the president isn't going to... Now, Nikki Haley was pretty good this week. I I like what she said at the U.N. But that's not Donald Trump. He did join in. He did sign. He didn't say it. But he did join in with the U.K. and with France and Germany in saying this poisoning in the street really is not good. (laughs) Look,
4: when you have a situation where one party controls everything...
1: Yeah, you get the
4: whitewash. That's what but by the way, just to be balanced about book. this, it's your book. It's too big. Too that's big not, to that's fail. not
3: true. We oh, haven't it. seen that in the past. We've seen in Nixon, it wasn't. We didn't get the whitewash. This is unprecedented. One party does control everything. But, but in the past, Republicans turned on Richard Nixon. Yes. Yes. But
1: we're not there yet.
4: And the question yes. is, we should be there.
0: The, the, the moment, quest- the moment they did actually was once they fired but
1: the special But that's what I'm prosecutor. saying. Like it's your but book was too big to fail, right? Well, it I think the Republican Party. That's the same thing. They're all in it, so you can't fire the entire Senate. But do you remember? remember when we used to come...
4: When Obama was was in office, we used to sit around and we used to say, there's gridlock in Washington, nothing can get done, right? And everybody complained about that. The flip side of that, and I'm not saying it's a good thing, is when you have one party in office, it becomes very, very complicated, and it is progressively, in in an age of of social media and Kanye West, this is where we are.
3: But (laughs) The the, the idea that that you can't do anything, yeah, you can't fire Congress right now between now and November, but that's why everybody has to do something every single day to make sure they advocate, they donate money to elect in November to send these guys home, and on January 20th, a whole bunch of women are going to replace these Republicans, and they are going to... If he fires more, they're, they're... They are going to impeach him as soon as they get sworn in if he fires more. So that's what you can do.
0: Too big to fail implies that they haven't already failed the American public, right? <laughs> I mean, is there, they have failed to keep any sense of an ideology, any sense of reason. I have a toddler at home. Well, the banks These failed. are the toddlers yes. in government, right? But these are and, and our democracy right now, with the Russia attacks, with Trump as a chaos agent, is not capable of sta- withstanding the systemic shock. The American public will now have to bail out our democracy in November.
1: But... I, I mean... When you go down this list, you know, it's just obvious that Vladimir Putin never got over the Cold War, <laughs> wants to win it now, mm. you know? I mean, the, the hatred that he, this man obviously has for this country and what he's willing to do is really surprising. I knew we were adversaries. I didn't know that we were this, this kind of enemy. And what do we do? Do we go after the money? I, I mean, I've read that in the paper recently. Yes. that The oligarchs. I mean, they, 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 you know, all these people, that, I mean, they, they killed a guy in England... Throw them out of London. Can they do that?
0: They probably should have imposed the sanctions that Congress authorized a year ago, and instead, that happened after Truton got away with murder. And with the signal the Trump administration has given, and I don't think the Nikki Haley statement was a particularly strongly worded one. The, mo- the strongest one was Tillerson. He got fired the next day. Uh, this is t- signaling to Putin that Trump is willing to let him get away with murder, allow him to sow chaos throughout the region and the West. We have not been friends or allies with Russia since World War II, and unfortunately now we have a president who is willing to defang the entire entire NATO allyship because Putin's got something on him. Right. Uh,
1: all right. So wh- what do you make of this... But even if... Just real quick...
3: I mean, just real quick, even if, even if Putin doesn't have something on him, the, the problem, the real problem is is that Donald Trump wants to be Vladimir Putin. That's what's going on.
0: He has a psychological well, like affinity for dictators in general, right? Like, any time you hear, yeah. like, like, President Xi says, I yeah. like lifetime powers, Trump right. wants lifetime powers. Right. You yeah. heard Duterte right. say, I want to kill uh, drug dealers... Trump Town wants to talk about the death penalty. It's like. He has
1: poor Roma. models. It's, it's yeah. take your dictator to work day at the White so, House. So, this special election where this Connor Lamb, right. a name I hadn't heard until yes. two weeks ago, there he is. He looks like the kind of guy Taylor Swift dumps in a video. <laughs> at, <laughs> but I think that's good. He's handsome yeah. and boring. And I, 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 my takeaway from this is that it's not really about ideology. He's kind of all over the map. It's about Trump fatigue. I think the Democrats, it, it, their, their slogan for next time should be let's get back to normal. I think more than anything else, that's what people want. Boring, normal. Hey, look, th- Vote for us and you <laughs> won't be scared to check your phone. There's, Set me and forget no- me. <laughs> that's, that is their... There's no question
4: that there's going to be a resistance movement that's going to happen. That's clear. But... and this that is, is happening. It's happening. Hold on. <laughs> but I think there's one part that's, that's not being discussed, at least on the Democratic side, yeah. enough, which is people vote with their wallets. Yep. And by the way, I no. would argue... No, not I know, And I would argue... Absolutely In not. Pennsylvania, they were voting with their wallets, too, because they... That, by the way, the tax cut in Pennsylvania did not work for them. They, in fact, the Republicans stopped advertising on the tax cut. I think that the, I what a think surprise, that $11 I, well, more no. of your paycheck isn't going to move No, you. no, but that's the point. The point is that I think the, de- no, but the Democrats are going to have to prove over and over again that either Trump has left us holding the bag or that they, we are worse off today or we're about to be worse off. That's the only way that this I argument think, is actually going to work.
0: But I think the coal miner who's been left behind and lied to and thinks his industry is coming back is now waking up and realizing... I don't that think they've least,
4: woken up just yet, but maybe.
0: No. We've we got a couple more months to get there.
3: Well, it's cruel what they're doing to those coal miners and those steel miners by acting like their jobs are going to come back. They should be retrained in renewable energies and any other number of industries in the future. But, But I don't... But I also, with all due respect to your point, I don't... I think that, that's traditionally true about people voting, you know, with their wallets or their pocketbooks or whatever they keep their money in these days. But, but the idea... The, I, I think people also have a certain amount of integrity and, and we're embarrassed. We're embarrassed that every right. day we I, wake up and he's our president. Do, and that yes. is enough to vote against that motherfucker. It is- <laughs> <Sorry>.
1: <laughs> Very brave of you. <laughs> With this crowd, right. Uh, But I'm I'm like somebody like Stormy Daniels, that kind of a thing. I just think, I remember in the Clinton scandal, it was all about, oh, it's just the fatigue of this. We don't want to see it. We don't want to be reminded. And even people who are on Trump's page politically, I just think as a human being, they don't like him. How could you? And it's like, I don't want to hear about this every day, this disgusting, vulgar man. And what he's done is what he's said. We always have to debate the latest batshit thing that comes out of his mouth. I just think people need a... It's exhausting. We're exhausted. Let's get back to normal. That's the slogan. All right, I have something to report to you. I read this story in the paper. Speaking of how much we're exhausted by Trump, there's this guy... Oh, I don't have his name. Well, okay. Fuck me. I forgot it. But... (laughs) Uh, some guy, some... I don't know what his name is. You don't know his name either. But he lived, in o- he lived in Ohio, and we all have our ways of coping with the Trump era. There he is. The Man Who Knew Too Little. I love that title. He decided, as kind of a protest and a kind of way to cope, he was going to completely unplug At when Trump won the election. He is not looking at his phone, his newspaper. It says he swore he would avoid learning about anything that happened in America after November 8th, 2016. No. <laughs> But he still tweets, and boy, some of the... Would you like to hear some of these tweets? Because these are, uh... Like, 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 he tweeted, that's right, I'm pretending Trump just isn't president, but thank God Kevin Spacey's doing another season the House of Cards. Yeah, he, he's... I don't think he is. No, he's... Uh, I sometimes wonder what Trump is up to, but I'm reassured by the moderating presence of Rex Teller. <laughs> Uh, lots of weird looks when I walked into town tonight. Haven't they ever seen a guy with a tiki torch? <laughs> Can't tell if there's something between me and my hot new assistant. Guess I'll show her my penis. I'm not hey, at Live Nation, what's the hold-up on Tom Petty tickets?
4: <laughs>
1: yes, your personal friends, I know. This is the last time I day drink in Vegas. For a second, I thought I saw O.J. Simpson. <laughs> uh, <laughs> just booked summer vacation. Here I come, Puerto Rico. <laughs> oh, shut the fuck up with your groaning. <laughs> Jesus Christ, what is wrong with these fucking snowflakes that are going <laughs> to drive me a to fucking... He watched... <laughs> re Shakespeare in Love. Is there anything Harvey Weinstein touches that doesn't turn to gold? All right, let's bring out Billy Bush. He is the former co-host of the Today Show. He was also on that other show. You know what happened. Billy Bush is over here. There you go. Give him a nice round of applause. He deserves one after all this time. How are Thank you, sir. Thank you very much. So I had Kathy Griffin on last week. Oh, good. And I feel like this, no, is, this is my month to rehabilitate people <laughs> <laughs> who, should, who should not have been made to go away. Ah. Uh, this country... I'd like to get back to normal. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Uh, as we know, you were, uh, you know, the guy in the bus with the president when he said those nasty things about grabbing pussy. Um, LAUGHTER First, let's just ask how you would have handled it differently now that you look have, can look back.
5: Uh, probably would have just changed the topic. I mean, I spent a lot of time with Trump back then
1: because... Yeah, I didn't realize that, that you... And Trump, you were... Eight well, I was, the,
5: I was the entertainment correspondent right. for NBC. And, and he, he was, was the
1: cash cow.
5: He was the cash cow. He was pulling 20 million viewers a week or something, so I'm with him two, three times
1: a week. You had uh, to kiss his ass.
5: Yeah, I sort of. I mean, you sort of meet them where they are. Or you can interrupt him, and then... You know how volatile he is, right? So he'd be like, I hate Billy Bush. He's done. <laughs> Moving on. Entertainment <laughs> tonight only. Forget Billy Bush. He's, and then I have to explain why I lost the, right. the Trump, the big fish.
1: Right. So, okay. So, and I'm sure everybody says this to you, but it is weird that he kept his job and you lost yours. Yes. Uh, a little uh, irony. Yeah. <laughs> and how has that made you feel the last year and a half? Ah, uh, Over. Th- yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> are you over... Is it, I'm sure there was a period of bitterness.
5: Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's definitely... Uh, it's In the beginning, you know, it's... it's um, Let it it's out. It's chaos, right? It's, you got order in your life, and then all of a sudden, in an instant, you have chaos. Right. And you don't know what end is up, and there's paparazzi all over the place, and you're, and you're wondering, you're going to be okay? Am I done? Am I, I don't know. And then you go into the, the whole thing. But then you sort of come out. Oddly enough, the day that Trump walked into the Oval Office was the day that I walked into a uh, self-help retreat in Northern California to sort of get back on my feet. It's called the Hoffman Process. I go up there. And uh, I'm seven days off the grid. I'm like the guy from Ohio there who knew too little. <laughs> uh, you know, no phones, no nothing. Wow. And, um, and that was the beginning of just getting over it. Look, I mean, it, things happen to people. All in all, my life is pretty good. I got right. I got great kids. I got a, I got a great family. Yeah, I, and
1: I, life is random. Bad, bad things happen to good people. Good things happen to bad people. Yeah, That's y- why people like me are atheists. How about you? <laughs> Did it make you lose your faith?
5: Bill, I thought you'd like this. I'm donating the $850 I get to appear here to the church in Los Angeles. Just because I, I thought you... <laughs> uh, I am...
1: I, uh... Okay. But, no, uh, hey, look... I won't try to convert
5: External you. events you can't control, right? right. I did a whole bunch exactly. of self-help work. You can't control what happens. You can only control how you react to it, how you handle it. And it took me a while, but then I said, wait a minute, hold on. Things are pretty good. Get back on your feet... And uh, I took my daughter to Japan and she 's thirteen years old, obsessed with Japanese culture. We went there for ten days. I got a trip planned with my uh, with my middle daughter i 'm doing a little time you know things so, like that that it 's just you ever you ever wonder what happens to you if like Everything went away. The big career, the big show, HBO, the whole thing. What does it happen?
1: Oh, it's, it's flashed before my eyes many times. <laughs> it's, it's, right, right when a, I said it. Right, uh, right on when a, I said only it. Only no, <laughs> on, <I, laughs> on a weekly basis. Twice <laughs> already in the Exactly. Can, but can I ask you a, a few things about Donald? Because you obviously yeah. do know him better than, than most. Well, I did. First of all, um, did, he, did he have a type? Like, uh, you know, like in, in, the, in, the, in the Fire and Fury book... Uh, Michael Wolf says, you know, like his whole life was based around chasing women. Like Bill Clinton, well, he I didn't wasn't have an with Well,
5: Bill- I, I mean, I, I saw him on camera here and there, but I did host, you know, four Miss USA pageants and four Universe pageants for NBC at the time. And, uh, you know, he's, yeah, he's definitely a, a, you know, he would come backstage. All the reports you've heard of, you know, right. coming backstage and reviewing the guard, like, you know, Kim Jong-un reviews the military. He comes but, back with the, with the tie that's too long past the belt and the, and the overcoat. Right. and uh, Yeah, but I think um, we, all, we know about Donald Trump, right? We know who the guy is.
1: Well, the story that I love that I think is so indicative is when you called him on the ratings once... You said, because The Apprentice was like number 30 and he was saying it's number one. Well,
5: he's been saying number one forever, right? And, and finally, his... I, I'd had enough. I, yeah. I said, wait, Donald, hold it. Wait a minute. You haven't been number one for like five years or four years, whatever it is. Not in any category, not in any demo. He goes, well, did you see last Thursday? Last Thursday, 18 to 49, uh, whatever, uh, last five minutes or whatever. I you know, no, I don't know that stat. No, I can't. So he's like, I told you. And then later, after, when the cameras are off, when the cameras are off, he says, uh, he goes, Billy, look, look, you just tell them, and they believe it. That's it. You just tell them, and they believe. That's... They just do. And I said, ah. And that's... Okay. And that's where we are. And so that, from that point forward, right. Axis Hollywood was when always he, number yeah, one. Right. When we were number two. But the fact that he can <laughs> do
1: that to America now, and because that's exactly what he does all the time. He just says it, and they believe it, right? Yeah. People do. Um, he never said he was sorry to you, right? I mean, he never said he's sorry. Did the, to the phone in ring? His life. Yeah.
5: Well, he didn't do it. I mean, in fairness, he didn't, you know. And did, leak the you know, a tape, but uh, I didn't want him to call. I don't, right. don't want to talk about this. Did, I haven't spoken to him in three, and, four
1: years. I have to ask one more thing. Did you actually give him the Tic Tac when he asked for the Tic Tac? <laughs> because I always thought that. know so, your Tic Tacs right here. I always so. thought the Tic Tac. Was sort of like the like a Columbo episode. That was the little detail that that showed that he wasn't. This wasn't just locker room talk. He was really going to do it. across why else do you need the tic tac? No. If you're not going to kiss somebody, why, Billy? Give me a tac. <laughs> <Tack laughs> Thirteen years up. ago, I kissed a lot of ass, but that's where I drew
5: the line. No tic tac. I don't you, So you did
1: not give him the tic tac. I did
5: not give him. I drew I the, the line. I'm so
1: glad to have Speaking found that out, ladies and gentlemen. No tic tac. <laughs> okay. So. uh... You did eight pageants, you said, with them. I I just, when I was reading about that, I just was... Let me ask this panel this, too. The idea of pageants, it just seems in 2018 like something where... (laughs) Like, are we still doing that? It, it, it just seems very anachronistic at this moment that, <laughs> hey, come on out in a are bikini we still, and answer a question about Syria. Are we still
5: doing that? Oh, about are still going on right now? Yeah, I'm sure there are. I think so, yeah. yeah. I, I walked away after... I, I sort of had the same you know, feeling, I like, just, I don't think I can do any more here.
0: I don't want to insult women who are legitimately trying to do pageants to get scholarship money. Um, and I... <laughs> I mean, no, but, well, I mean, it's a sad thing. That's... Many women do feel like they have to trade on their sexuality to make it ahead in the workplace. And the, the scariest thing about the tape and how women like me, I think, viewed it wasn't the necessarily just the interaction between you and Donald Trump, but was your colleague coming in afterwards and not knowing that everything that had been said in the room before her. And it, and it, it's, it affirms the suspicion we've always had that our men in the workplace won't respect us the same way. Um, and I think the easiest, honestly, solution to that is um, for when people are in a room where everybody looks like you... Uh, And somebody says something racist or sexist. To have that social courage to say that that that's not okay, right? And 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 I'm calling it social courage. I'm calling it social courage for a reason because that is more difficult than joining a rally of twenty thousand people who think exactly like you.
1: There you go, right?
0: And because those are the those are the rooms where that change really needs to happen, and that's something that every man can do on behalf of your daughters, your mothers, your friends, and your sisters.
5: (laughs) Yeah, but I I agree with that. Thank you. I have three daughters, thirteen, seventeen, and nineteen. Yeah, I have three daughters, and uh, you know it it hit home when you realize, well, she's going to be in the workforce someday. She's going to be going if she walks out of a room and someone you know is talking about her behind her back, that'll upset me. Here's a great
0: quote from Maya Angelou. When you knew better, you did better.
5: Here's a, here's a good
3: quote. Here's a good quote from an Australian general uh, after their sexual assault epidemic. It's, and it's a shorter version of what Naira said. And uh, The standard you walk past is the standard you accept. And, I don't know, I never thought I'd say, with all due respect, Billy Bush, you chose that job, you were in that situation, and uh, your situation is now representative that, of what Nair said. Every single one of us has to stand up in those moments. That's the only way it turns around. You could have, you should have, you didn't. In the future, I hope you will, and I hope everybody that saw that and heard that tape knows that is unacceptable, and you have to stand up to assholes everywhere all the time. The standard you walk past is the standard you so, so, how courageous I know, but, I mean, that's... And No, but, so,
1: in your life, off-camera, you never had locker room talk with another guy like that? There's you were, you were we you called, Before we had... 2017, you were always completely respectful in your own private talking with Absolutely other men? Absolutely not. I okay. objectified
3: right. women. I, I, I looked at women as vessels to be conquered when I was growing up, but I matured at some point. I had good role models. And the idea is, okay. uh, you know, locker room talk for me was, I would like to have sex with that girl, and another guy would say, she's never going to fuck you. That's what happened. That's what it <laughs> sounded like to us. That was locker room talk. You yeah. didn't say, I'm, I'm going to take sex from right. that girl. And if some guy did say that, yeah. even when I was in seventh grade,
5: yes, I would have shut him down. Yeah, that was Pete, over the line. if you yeah. don't mind, if you don't mind, it was, you know, yes, I was a grown man, It was, but it was 13 years ago. I'd settled into my job. Since then, I became the solo anchor of the show. I started a daytime show. 150 to 180 women on staff. I grew into myself. I became a different person. Uh, you know, I was... I was tried for an evolving. event from a, yeah. from way back when. I bec- I was already a different man. Not that I need to convince you, but okay, and we're
0: confessions, all- oh, confessions. I have now started to question when I was in my early 20s, working in rural Colorado, trying to be one with the boys. What was I supporting? How much of a game girl was I in this? Mm. And we we all start to adapt to these situations. There was a great study done. Um, I think it was by a guy who does future of men. He went around for a year and started listening to conversations, recording how long it took before a sexist comment was made or objectifying comment about women. He said at most it was two minutes. Sometimes it was the opening comment. And so lesson to take away from that is the year you're. you're to enter a conversation should not be sexism or racism. And one-third of the men, he said, gave him a hard time about it, said, "Um, we're not going to talk to you anymore. One-third said, we're silent. And one-third, the younger generation, came up to him and were like, why did you do that? Explain that to me. As an adult and someone I admire in the workplace, why did you do
4: that? I just have one question, which is... And I'm I'm curious what what Billy thinks. Mm -hmm. The comeback. So a lot of men have been in some pretty bad situations, especially that, that have been exposed over the past year or two now mm-hmm. not as bad as their victims correct no no a hundred percent but the question and it revolves it, it, it revol- it's it's about to some degree it's about people like you which is when uh, is is there is there a comeback and how does that work well i'm just curious yes
3: there's yes. redemption
1: there's an opportunity yes. for redemption for murderers and
3: rapists yes and, and 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 billy's gonna make his and, comeback i'm okay. sure okay. of it but the, 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 there, the, there's and... a way to do it
1: yeah, and, and he's not quite a murderer or a rapist. but I just I just would like I mean, to say, by the way, that I, was my point. I think I was, it's I was very, just like bring back,
4: you know, the, the, come, the, the, it's very this, easy to this, sit here and, and, and I think you're making very important points, but I just think that there's there's a, there's a yes, larger context to play here.
1: There is, and and also, I, you know, this country has many fine qualities, but uh, <laughs> but this this little f- idea that's floating through the, the Gulf Stream in recent years that people just have to go away when they do something. Just go away forever. Uh, that's not a very attractive quality.
0: Can I, can I just hold hands with you guys and say, I'm so glad you're feeling that worry about going away <laughs> because that's something women have also have had to do for a long time. Yeah, right? okay.
1: Well, speaking of going, speaking of speaking of going, but I just—I didn't mean just sex for a million things. Good, just go away if we don't like you. Uh, But speaking of going away, um, I just noticed that a lot of the people who are going away because of the Me Too stuff are in the in the liberal professions. Uh, Eight people at NPR. Mm. Wow. Uh, Two at PBS. The opera seems to be rife with predators, the ballet, the art world. And I'm just thinking, nothing in trucking? The World, uh, right. the but, world uh, you know, Wrestling Federation, Wall more, Street. War, War, what about Wall okay, Street? So, so Roy Moore territory there is There are no is, wolves
4: is there. What? Uh, I said Roy Moore territory is obvious. What I call Roy Moore uh, Industries, let's call them. But Wall Street's actually an interesting one. I think about this all the time, which is, I think two things happen. One is, I do think that Wall Street actually went through its own problems and cleaned up some of it.
1: I think Where? The other, I think the other piece of it, though... The, well, in, in, well, I don't. I haven't even heard about anything on Wall Street where they people have what, come out. What and, problems? It 80s, must be 80s, right. Eighties, 80s, nineties, and
4: aughts. There did was they a stop sh- doing thousand dollars worth of cocaine? No, what no, did they do?
1: No, no. <laughs>
4: <laughs> they actually put in compliance programs. They took they, out the bars. But what I was going to say is the second piece of it is there's more money there, and I think what you re- what really has happened is it's si- no, it's si- no. The point is it silenced the women. That's the there's point There's more NDAs and there's more which money to is, yeah, the Harvey right. Weinstein Here. only had so much money. The reason why Wall Street, Wall Street has so much more power. money... It's the power. is the power ...that when you think about the, all of these NDAs, all of these non-disclosure agreements women on Wall Street. I know some of these people. It's a whole you different story. You know spirit. all of those
3: people and you also know that they don't feel the pressure that every other industry feels. Who, who are the customers of Goldman Sachs and J.P. Morgan? We, we don't know how to get to them. We can't boycott their advertisers. Yeah. They don't care about this thing. They're the kind of people who are more likely to grab pussy and, and, and pay porn stars off to, to shut up. I mean, there's and, and no I, way to pressure what Wall Street bankers. You can what boycott I was, Fox News advertising and get rid of Roger Ailes, but what do you do to J.P. Morgan? What do you do? No, seriously, what do we do?
4: But that's what I was just saying. What I'm saying is the reason it hasn't come out is because to the degree it exists... It's in large part because we don't know about it because there is so much money.
0: Right, so it's, they're, they're not liable to a public perception in the same way that, like you said, NPR and a lot of these liberal industries are. The liberal industries feel that they at least need to present on the surface that they are abiding by all of these other you know progressive liberal social norms. But let's be honest, nobody got fired in these liberal industries because their bosses thought it was a bad thing. It was the public pressure that really right. did
5: it. That's and that, that's... But also in the, the, the arts, okay, in the okay, liberal... Okay, okay. I mean,
0: right, it became a public In the arts, it's also right. a
5: little bit more exciting of a story, isn't It's it, more right? of exciting. And there's the also story.
0: social inclusion that comes with the arts and the way that you engage with the public that the banks just aren't doing right now. In fact, I mean, banks are failing average person on a day-to-day basis. They're failing, they, they are notorious for not having women in their ranks.
1: Right. Mm-hmm. I, anyway. I just don't know if Garrison Keillor uh, was worse than the people in, in some other industries. Well, uh, those uh,
3: institutions maybe. and individuals that don't change and don't catch okay, up are okay.
1: going to be paid dearly. All right. Thank you, panel. It is time for New rules. <laughs> Okay. Uh, New Rule, stop criticizing Jose Jose Altuve for looking like this (laughs) throughout Monday's White House ceremony for the Astros. It's not like Melania trademarked over-the-shoulder dagger eyes. Uh, New Rule, Girl Girl Scouts can't hawk their cookies outside of weed dispensaries. It's it's just not fair. It's fishing with dynamite. Uh... (laughs) Plus, stoners get paranoid. They see little people with cookies and they think the place got raided by Jeff Sessions. (laughs) New rule, instead of building Trump's wall on the border, let's build the obstacle course from American Ninja Warrior. (laughs) It'd be a border wall and a huge primetime hit. Plus, if they can can get across that, even Trump will say, okay, okay, they're sending us their best people. New rule, if Trump and Kim Jong-un do end up meeting, they have to stage a (laughs) point-off to settle the question, who's better at pointing at things? I have a wall. I have a wall, too. I have a sign. I have a floor. I have a wife. I have a brother. Well, now he's cheese, but he used to be my brother. (laughs) Oh, he's sensitive. (laughs) <laughs> New Rule, now that there's a change.org petition calling for a transgender Barbie, Mattel has to go ahead and create one. It'll be easy, just change the name of your other doll to post op Ken. <laughs> <laughs> I really, really <laughs> And finally, New Rule Democrats must learn how to support a very important part of their coalition. Other Democrats. Woo! I know everyone is excited about Conor Lamb winning in Pennsylvania this week, but watching his TV ad is why I worry about how this party fights.
3: My opponent wants you to believe the biggest issue in this campaign is Nancy Pelosi. It's all a big lie. I've already said on the front page of the newspaper that I don't support Nancy Pelosi.
1: Okay, so this was a special election to replace a Republican... Who was staunchly pro life but got caught pressuring his mistress to have an abortion? And the Democrats let it become a referendum on Nancy Pelosi? How about this for an ad Democrats support abortion, so do Republicans when they need one for their girlfriend. (laughs) Nancy Pelosi was never a scary radical. And Democrats long ago made a horrible mistake in deciding that when the Republicans called her that, they would just duck their heads and go along. What Nancy Pelosi did was pass the stimulus that averted a depression, pass the very best version of a health care bill this country's ever had, pass Wall Street reform after the Great Recession, and the bill that saved the auto industry, pass the Fair Pay Act. These are things to brag about, not distance yourself from. (laughs) Learn the lesson that's staring you in the face every day in the person of Donald Trump. Voters don't care about how smart you are. Just don't be a pussy. (laughs) Hillary Clinton got 26% of the vote in West Virginia. Trump did better with Hispanics after calling them rapists and killers. Trump once said to a crowd in Iowa, How stupid are the people of Iowa? And then one Iowa in a landslide. (laughs) As the people cried, it's about time somebody leveled with us about how stupid we are. (laughs) Their attitude is, insult me, lie to me, just lead me. Hillary had the right plan for coal country. Get them off coal.
3: Now we've got to move away from coal. And all the other fossil fuels. But I don't want to move away from the people who did the best they could to produce the energy that we relied on.
1: Everything about that answer was right. But she did what Democrats always do. The second there was the slightest backlash, she backpedaled. It was a misstatement, because what I was saying is that... Stop, stop! You already lost. It wasn't a misstatement, it was the truth. And... She should have said, you heard me. Coal is dead and it's about goddamn time. It's dirty, it's killing the environment, and it's killing you. Instead of pretending it's a great thing that a West Virginia man can die in a hole looking for rocks, just like his daddy and his daddy before that. (laughs) (laughs) How about we're the party that's going to get you out of the hole? What? What happened to selling the American dream of a better life for your kids? But Democrats are to political courage what Velveeta is to cheese. (laughs) Republicans just added $80 billion to a defense budget that was already more than Russia's, China's, and the next five countries combined, including Wakanda. (laughs) And the Democrats went right along when they should be saying this isn't defense spending, it's welfare for defense contractors and the reason we never have money for anything else. But just like the Democrats' position on coal, love it, had some for breakfast. <laughs> and guns. I love the Second Amendment, too. They're afraid to make the counterargument. Republicans, they're all claws and sharp teeth and fangs when they fight. The Democrats... Their weapon of choice is adaptive coloration. (laughs) I'm a leaf. (laughs) Don't eat me. (laughs) Vote for me. I'm the same pattern as the couch. (laughs) So how about this, Democrats? Let's create a brand-new issue out of thin air, just like the Republicans do, and you can use it to practice having balls. (laughs) And we'll pick an issue that actually would help you, and that issue is this. Why the fuck do we need two Dakotas? (laughs) Are they really that different? I don't think so. Combine these two states with a total population of 1.6 million, get four senators. California, with a total population of... Have you seen the 405? Get two. There are more people in California named Dakota than there are in the Dakotas. All right, work on that, Democrats. That's our show. I want to thank Pete Dominic, Sarah of Hook, Andrew Ross-Ark, and Billy Bush... And Beto work. join us down for Overtime on YouTube. Thank you,
2: folks.
0: Catch all new episodes of Real Time with Bill Maher every Friday night at 10. Or
4: watch him anytime on HBO On Demand. For more information, log on to HBO.com.